Welcome, everyone. Thanks again for joining us. FT After Hours podcast down here in the lovely Million Dollar Podcast Studio. Joining us today, Mike Coolins is in studio. Hello, guys. All the way in the great white north, Andre Russo. Good morning. And across the pond, the crazy Swede over there in, Sw- uh, I was almost said Switzerland. Oh, God. Sweden. No. <laughs> David hey, Mindenstoll. David, you getting excited? You're uh, about to head over the pond over to our area here soon, huh? Yes, I am. It's uh, going to be good. Good. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to be so tired. I Trust me, like, I get so excited for Flight Fest and it comes up and when it's over, like, it literally takes me and I usually go right to work that Monday and it takes Ooh. me like, oh, like days, just days to try to recover. <laughs> it's rough. And, you know, depending on the weather too, I don't know. It's been fairly cool here recently, but I know I was looking at the weather, Mike, this week, it's going back up like close to the nineties all week. Yeah. So you like it. I don't. Well, I do. And I don't, you know, uh, so he was whining about no sun. Well, and it needs yeah, to be a little well, hotter. And I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> this is yeah. perfect weather. Mid seventies. Right. So uh, thanks for joining us on Periscope today. We're going to hopefully follow along. We're going to touch on some different things. And we have a rabid dog in the background. <laughs> that, that, that's me. I'm just going to mute my mic. That's fine for a little bit. Um, so thanks for joining us. Uh, let's see. Let's get started first, Andre, if you want. If there's anything new or lo- anything you want to talk about, Flight Fest, we'll get that out of the way. It's coming up here in like a week and a half. Uh, if you uh-huh. want to touch base on anything with that. Sure. We are hammering along. Uh, I know I'm going to harp big on the volunteer end of it because that's my big baby. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're talking one week, two days, 11 hours and X minutes uh, until we go live with the uh, Flight Fest. So if anybody's been watching any of the social media feeds, they know that Austin Fury and crew and even Josh Bixler last weekend, they've been working like crazy to get everything ready. Signs. Mm-hmm. I know Austin put out a picture and they're laying down mesh. Through, so they're going to have for the runway. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It looks yeah, massive. And, I don't know. I never saw anything like that before. I saw it on Instagram though. Yeah, it's just a giant roll and they're going to put that over top of everything. And that's going to be, so for landings, it's going to make things easier on the belly landers. And if you have landing gear, particularly smaller landing gear, it's going to make it really sm- uh, uh, nice and smooth. They said something they have to leave it up for a week to let it stretch out or take the wrinkles out or something. Probably the sun has to get on it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not familiar yeah. with the material. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm, we're, we're cooking along as far as volunteers. Uh, I say I'm in the 170 range now with the number of volunteers we have. So, so it's looking good. I still have a few gaps and areas to fill for people and a new area that opened up and any of the listeners are interested. Uh, I'm looking for FPV people to pardon me, to help support the FPV races uh, and support in that area. The guys at MultiGP will be, again, this year running the FPV experience, but I need some people on the desks to help out and just help facilitate, you know, channel management and any other little administrative stuff they need. So looking for a good couple of bodies, two two bodies per shift kind of thing. And otherwise, we're, we're almost there. I've got some gaps and holes to fill. Um, but I've also got some motivational treats that I can uh, really uh, throw at people during the event. So we're oh. going to have some fun. I, 
I'm looking excited. I, I mean, um, I'll be down for the Wednesday before the so a day before everything starts just to lay down the foundation and then yeah like you chris i think i'm just going to be completely wiped out come monday it's going to be exhausting (laughs) i mean exhausting but good i hope uh, i hope the weather holds up though and the the rain stays away and it you know should be really good really good Uh, yeah i've been slowly getting all my airplanes ready to go and you know i'm almost uh um I almost don't want to touch anything and, you know, like yeah. the planes that are set aside, they're parked and ready to go. Um, but I mean, I flew the Tundra with my dad. I actually, I passed my fun cub to my dad. He rebuilt the motor and, uh, and so he was up and it was funny. The first thing I said out of my mouth to him was like, you're flying a thing way too fast. Slow down. Ah, uh, yep. I know that problem all too well. Yeah, so we, we got out, and uh, but everything looks pretty well ready. Uh, I'm still trying to get my baby Baron built that up to uh, for the the big gaggle with with, with um, Joshua Orchard's crea- uh, creation, but uh, I just haven't got there. It's just been it's been a crazy couple of days and everything. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm hoping that I'll have that one built, and then there's the combats and the combats and the combats. It's just a ton of stuff. And then the world record, the the world breaking record, which I think they're within last last thing I saw from flight test or flight test. Sorry, was there what seven pilots away from having everybody they figured they needed to break the record? Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I think I think they just need like the numbers are they need everybody to stay in the air for like a half a minute or something like that. No way. So I'm like, wow, we should be able to do that. I'm just I'm just thinking the massive amount of collisions that take place. It's gonna be better than a combat. What was the number <laughs> for the record? I'm sorry. I, I don't know off the top of uh, my okay. head. I, I'd have to go look. Um, but it's still gonna be pretty epic, I think. That's what I always look yeah. forward to is the combats. I just absolutely I enjoy it. You that. know, I'm hoping too uh, this year, I don't think nobody really did it last year, maybe a couple people, but I didn't see much footage. Is this year when we're doing a lot of like the combat competitions and stuff, I, I really want to get my Phantom out there and just kind of pan around and, and, you know, try to get some shots from the air of stuff going on, you know. If you that, sound brave. Eh, I, don't, I don't think, you know, if you're above you it or kind str- of, yeah. You can get some stragglers, though. It could yeah, be a little... possibly, but I think it's worth it. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll fly the, I'll fly Flight Test Phantom 4 and then I'll have to worry about it. Yeah, there you go, there you go. <laughs> but, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Papp chimed in and said they need 100 pilots, so if we can't oh, amass okay. 100 pilots for, for oh, I think up, that's very up. doable. Yeah, I really I think do. so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I got a bloody wonder waiting to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, awesome. So it's uh, you know, it's <clears throat> it's going to be so. I I keep thinking of just how far the whole thing has come in a span of three years. I know, and the level of. The level of, of every year, you know, we set the bar higher. I'm almost terrified to think of 2017 already. Right, right. Because, <laughs> you know, how do you build on this year? I mean, we, we're not even there yet, but we've already gone in such a leap and a bound. Like the build tent, David, that that and the build series stuff. That is phenomenal. I look forward to it. I, oh, I think I think you're. I can't believe Dave's cool. never been there, and he and then he's going to come to this yeah. massive event. You yeah. know, like now that yeah. it's kind of grasped its feet, and it's going to be it's going to surprise us, let alone someone who's never been there. It's like right. holy smoke! Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. <laughs> you're oh, going to be surprised, be so Dave. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you. we're probably going. to You know, we. Sh- <laughs> I'm going to pick up a hat and a mustache and a beard and put David in disguise <laughs> for a little while, <laughs> so he can. <laughs> I mean, because we're, I mean, honestly, we're nobody and we get like sworn people just want to, and I love it. You know, it's great. But, you know, 
sometimes you just want to kind of cruise around, look at things, and do, maybe do a little flying. So we'll just get him like a. Uh, we'll get him. I'll tell you what. We'll get him a I Hawaiian should... shirt, you know, and some glasses, <laughs> and maybe a fake beard and a little little hat. Magnum and, PI. Yeah, Magnum. There we go. We'll dress him up like Magnum PI. We'll just. <laughs> And then real subtle message like out of Chad's basement. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you know what? He, here, here's what would even be better. We'll get him a shirt that says, "Anybody seen David Binden still?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic! Oh my gosh! I'll hit your monitor. The three or four of us couldn't walk down the flight line. It would it would take us. It took us like two hours yeah. one day. <sighs> Your legs are like rubber. I, I mean, my legs are like just. I couldn't just even feel them. Talk everybody and I, I I've you know from my end of it the 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 effort that we put into to do the volunteer. I mean, the positive feedback we get from everybody uh, has just been so awesome. That's just you know it's I'm having so much fun doing it. That's uh. And I'm looking forward to it. It I is mean, a great community of people. Oh, it is yeah. just phenomenal. And, you know, I'm going to be pretty tired, I suspect, by yes. the end of my day. But I've got all my planes that are all simple, easy to fly. And i got individual, you know, they're all running on different battery packs. So it's going to be, okay, I'm taking a 15-minute break and I'm going flying. Right. You, know? you have to. Drink yes. Fly. I drink fly. Yes. Maybe eat in between. <laughs> right. What do you, What are you possibly going to bring, Dave? Anything? Uh, my uh, handsome face. <laughs> it's too hard to transport much, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm bringing some uh, some copters. Yeah. And, yeah, that's mostly mostly. It. Well, I'll Stuff hand the transmitter for whatever you want to fly mine. I don't mind doing Anything that. Anything you want so. crashed, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a good time. Maybe I'll bring my extra transmitter and set some things up for him, too. Yeah. So he has oh, yeah, he can fly anything if he gets I any, have. If he yeah. gets a, I think gets it's fine, yeah. I yeah. I don't think he's going to have any He might any complain prob- about my gimbals. Oh. They're like, I don't think you'll have any problem of having things <laughs> not to fly. To fly. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone's going to be willing. Can, can I ask you, David, though, uh, I know you're working on some things. Are you going to be bringing any super secret, top secret uh, CIA, you know, under the radar stuff with you? Yes. All right. That's all you need to know. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah, look for that. It's going to be, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm getting all wound up for it. I am okay. Too. I'm having dreams now. Uh, I'm going to play fast. All right. Let's, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get crazy. off here for a little while or we'll sit and talk about this for hours. Um, real quick, too, Andre, I just wanted to touch base. Uh, I know you were down here. You got your hands on a sea duck, flew it around here at oh, the shop, yeah. and then went home with one and spent, Actually, several nights with it, building it. It looks like a pretty complicated build and finally got together. I just wanted you to briefly, you know, we can talk about it later, maybe even do a little mini review. I just wanted you to touch base on it, your thoughts, you know, the building process, how it went, you know, how it's going, how it's flying, you know, just a little bit of details. You know what? It is, it is a big plane. And I was – actually, I woke up in the middle of the night going, will this fit in the car, you know, for a flight pass? Mm-hmm. And I actually went – I jerry-rigged on you, – you'll see it on my Instagram. I jerry-rigged some bungee cords across the straps in the back of the car and suspended it. I'm like, okay, it can come. But uh, it is a big plane. Now, according to Josh Bixler, it's only one more sheet of foam than the, the FT Explorer. Uh, and it took me it took me four nights, it, it, you know, about two or three hours a night, and I had all the motors and my wiring harnesses were all there and ready to go. Um, it's not a hard build; it's just a 
big build. And uh, the biggest thing that people want to know about the plane is it, it's not a two-piece frame. It is a one solid, large 55-inch or 56-inch wingspan mm-hmm. plane. But uh, once it was built, I took it out, and it was it was identical to to Josh's plane. It's just as far as it took off, I set the throws to what he recommended, which is basically a hundred percent with like just a little bit of tiny bit of expo, which is how I almost fly anything these days, and it took off right away. And then uh, late last week, I decided I better paint it and uh, did that. But it is a phenomenally fun airplane. The best part. Um, so Friday was Canada Day, July 1st. So in the morning, James and I went out to the field and everybody was like, are you going to turn this thing into a water plane? And I'm like, no, because James saw it and said, I want to be able to, you know, drop parachute guys from the back end of it. So that's what we did at the field. And the last flight I got up really high and the kid had to run across three soccer fields to get the parachute guy back. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But we get exercise. Oh, it was bad. He was, he was, his goal, like I tried to drop it at like the far end of our field and let the wind carry it. And his goal was to run across the field and catch it before it dropped the ground. And he was so close in like three of them. The last one, I just, the wind just caught it and took it. And so he's hoofing it. My dad chased after him because he had to cross the road before I could drop the plane and land it. But it is such a smooth flying plane that I was coming in after these runs because I was just trying to see the battery and I just cut the power. And it has such an incredible glide ratio. I mean, it's, for the size and everything, it is so well-mannered. And then those flat spins, the guys at the field were yelling, oh, my God, she's going in, she's going in. I'm flat spinning like 10 feet off the deck and then power out and go away, you know? Yeah, I seen one um, of your Instagram yeah, vids. I, I Honestly, I, when I first seen it, I thought you, <laughs> you did crash it. Like, this thing really was spiraling to the ground. I thought, oh, man, it, it's going in. And yeah, it looked very low to the deck there yeah. when you pulled out of that. But that's how I fly. That's true. <laughs> that's this, I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, so it, it is a good. The paint job fly. looks very good, and I had questions regarding your painting scheme. Did uh, you said mentioned? I saw, did see last night that you mentioned that Peter had some painting techniques on the water resistant yeah. foam board. Okay, so. so this is this is yeah, this is my first water uh, resistant foam board build experience uh, compared to the traditional kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the few things I noticed off the bat: one, obviously, the paper bonds to the the foam just a little bit better than the old the, the, the white foam, the okay. non water resistant it pops out of the uh the the cuts a lot cleaner as well like just like you almost don't need a knife anymore to extract them and uh so the build was really simple it's just it was so much material there uh the paint wise uh literally peter's video was sand it lightly with like a 320 grit just Mm -hmm. just scuffing it Mm -hmm. and then tape off doing the standard you know like dull that the adhesive down using your shirt or your pant leg and then I used a uh, Rust-Oleum white primer because Josh was showing me on the plane that we flew, Mike. He mm-hmm. said you could see the brown sort of shoot through a little bit, uh, a couple of the layers of the yellow. So to get an even coat. So I nailed this thing I with see. as much white where I knew it was going to stay white. And in fact, when I flipped it over, I decided I'll, the outer wings are all going to stay white. Um, and, uh, uh, and we took it from there. So. Uh, and, and the yellow, well, I mean, it was obvious it was going to be yellow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then from there, I just did my own little take on it. So, and I just want to touch is he, base too. Is, is he popping? Can you check your mic or your connections a little bit? Cause we're getting some popping, I think from your side, Andre, a little bit. Uh, me, it could be, uh, you know what? It could be the headphone wire banging off the microphone. Oh, that could be. That's probably, Re- readjust yeah. that please. 
Hold on here. I'm going to mute myself for two seconds. All so right. we know it was scraggling here. I do see where the paint bled through to the brown a little bit. I'm looking at it now, I mm-hmm. think. And it's something I want to be mindful of because I just recently bought a mini tri or a mini, not mini tri, <laughs> mini, mini, arrow. mini m- mighty mini arrow. <laughs> and I, I mean, I wanted, to, I do want to paint that sucker, and I just wanted to make sure I didn't yeah. fall in any pitfalls with the paint. Red, red is where I rushed it. Unfortunately, I just, I, I, I just put it on, and unfortunately, I pulled the tape back. Or I, I it was the red was automotive paint, so it was probably a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus like a rustoleum, um, so the spray was a little different. So I had a little issue there. So I was like, uh, all I'm going to do for the touch up is I'm literally going to either spray some white or some red, you know, and uh, or yellow, whatever, and use a paintbrush and just cover it over, and it'll be fine. But you know what? Once the thing is in the air, no one's going to see that. So I'm like, yeah, exactly. it's good enough, yeah. you know. And I there's there's a limit as how much you want to paint, especially in the humidity. I got lucky because Thursday and Friday. It, it kind of cooled off a little bit, so the humidity wasn't bad. But I painted that thing, and eight hours later, it was still a little tacky. Mm, wow. So, I was wondering yeah, why you primed it, because I'm like, that's going to add more weight. But that thing's pretty robust with oh, power. I don't think that's going to no. be an issue yeah. with the if weight. If you have so. a light color, you're going to have to prime it, yeah. because the brown yep, is... Like you were saying, it, will bleed through. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing, too, I wanted you to talk about just briefly is the build process was pretty lengthy and in-depth. Like, it's yep. not something in a, in one, maybe even two nights you're going to have it ready to go, right? No. The build video is a two-and-a-half-hour video alone. Yeah. So it'd so, probably and, take and, me like two weeks, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike, I mean, the pace I went, I, I worked on it about two, two-and-a-half, three hours per night kind of thing. It was just – and I just – so, like, over the course of four nights, I had it built. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest lengthy part of this whole thing is the way Josh was building it in the video, he's, like, he, he's basically making an assumption that you will be flying this thing in the water um, or off water. So you're doing a lot of effort to, you know, get the glue into various spots and just, mm-hmm. just coating it, it yeah. out. Yes, exactly. So I'm not sure I will ever fly it off water because I don't have a, a calm lake near me. And sure. I'm not going to fly this thing off the Ottawa River because if I go in, it's gone or with the current, right? Yeah. Um, That's if a- they have a lot... If they have a water feature at Blightfest, maybe that would be yeah, a good opportunity cool. there. And all I'll do for the back end, the back end of it, because the rest of it's sealed up. All I need to do is probably put an extra piece of foam over the the drop hatch or tape it up, right, and uh, go from there. That's but, what Chris uh, and I were discussing because we were. I was like, where would we fly on water necessarily? And then you mentioned that you and um, Wayne, Wayne went to Nimasilla and yeah. tried your beavers yeah. there, which would. Yeah. But there's around where we normally no, fly. There's no, not much water no. access. Yeah. So. Right. The, yeah, and and what's really cool fun. about this I thing. Know that. It will take off. It's a belly lander, belly takeoff plane easily. There's no need to hand chuck this thing. Like on the grass, dry summer grass. I saw just, you take off on power. Instagram. That looked pretty cool. Yeah. That was really neat. It, uh, it goes, and then the differential thrust. I mean, we all we all know what differential thrust is for. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've I've wanted a plane for a long time, which I could do because you know I was there, and Josh was like, "Do a flat spin," and my my fingers aren't coordinated enough after driving. But now I've got it. I, you got you know, it nailed down I, pretty well from your Instagram. It looked like it, it's it's pretty fun. It's not flat, flat like the yeah, way it is. Professional. And it's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's you know, the weight and everything, and the, and the motors. My motors are probably a little small, but it's interesting that it will only flat spin in one direction. The other one, it doesn't seem to want to kick over the same way. So I'm like, eh. I wish I would have tried it here when we were flying with Josh because I I really didn't want to test that. When I'm not, I I don't like flying other people's stuff, and we can discuss oh, that. Yeah, later. We'll discuss <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. I just I never yeah. have good good times with that. <laughs> 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 All right, but, let's. Oh, you, did you have anything else to add? If not, we'll uh, we'll move on no, here a little bit. It's a good plane. It's beautiful. And we're, uh, I think Josh is building, or, or or one of his Josh's kids might be building a bigger scale version. I of think it, they which are. I, I yeah. yeah, I'm like that's funny, but it'll be interesting to see how many of them actually make it to Flight Fest because it's not something you can build. Maybe if you had a team build, maybe at mm-hmm. Flight Fest, you could probably put it together. But I, it would be kind of interesting. At least I know mine is done. And it was like, okay, Josh gave me this airplane. And it, he was funny. He says, go ahead and try and build it. And I, and I popped it all apart initially and went, nope, this is beyond my, uh, my mental <laughs> skill set at this point. I'm like, I'm going to wait for the build video. Right. And from there, you know, yeah. first one in the air. So I was all excited about that. So right. unless those, those other demo yeah. guys are, but they're not talking. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, This actually is a Radiant XL review. Of course, we're all over the board, and we will get to that. But I just wanted to touch base real quick and see if you guys had any questions or maybe anybody out there in Periscope land had anything. But I actually took finally took the Phantom 4 home, and everybody probably knows that listens to the podcast. I got a Phantom 3, and it's all got all kinds of the bells and whistles all over. So what I wanted to do, this is not going to be a review. You can go on YouTube. There's 900 videos. I'm not going to get in depth on the specs because you, everybody knows the specs by now. It's been out for quite a while. Uh, I just wanted to do a little comparison between the two. Like if somebody was on the fence or like, man, I don't know whether to spend the extra money and buy the four and have the latest and greatest, buy the three on sale, will it be sufficient? So I just went out and I compared the two, flew them, you know, uh, one right after the other and played around with them. And for me, I'll give you my personal opinion on a little bit of the differences and what I thought. And then if you guys had any questions or anything, we can touch base. Um, First thing, though, I, I will admit, when the Phantom 4 come out, you know, we talked about before what they were going to do and everything. I, I wanted to hate on it. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pay. It's not going to be worth the extra money. I just wanted to hate on it. But Flight Test ordered their, uh, pre-ordered theirs right away and got it in. So I got to see it uh, when they first got it and check it out. Now, first thing, David, I don't know if you've, if you've got to see a Phantom 4 or had it in your hand yet. You have. So I have to say it is aesthetically, it is a beautiful work of art, in my opinion. They really oh, yeah. fixed the, the bad points of the three and then the stuff that was hanging down and hanging out and problems like just the overall package, the way they have the motors, the new shell, the way the battery um, is, uh, the, the gimbal, how mo- a lot of it's stuffed up inside. And then the biggest gripe I used to have with the three is the little SD card was like way up on the bottom uh, of the frame and the top of the gimbal of the Phantom 3. And it's always a pain in the butt to get in and out. And on the new Phantom 4, it's right here in the side mic. It's very convenient. And just the looks and the, the overall quality of everything, it, it you know, from the Phantom 3, it, it looks great. So um, we'll move on to the flying characteristics. And again, you know, I kind of wanted to hate on it. They did some things I didn't think I would like. They got the sport mode, um, which it flies like supposedly up to like 50, 55 miles an hour. And then in the, I don't know if you want to call it the Cine photography mode or whatever which is like what the normal phantom 3 flies they actually slowed it down a little bit so i think 
me chasing around planes with my Phantom 3, I think we could get it maybe depending 30, 33 miles an hour, somewhere around there. And if you know Mike and Andre, and uh, if we got a faster plane, I oftentimes had a lot of trouble trying to keep up and, and film with it. Sometimes we'd have to slow them down, drop the flap, so it had a hard time. So I was really kind of curious about the the sport mode on the Phantom 4. You know, and My big concern was, though, a lot of times... You know, I talked to Andre about it. When you're filming, and David, you know too, and you're you're in fast flight mode. I really had to kind of point the camera down quite a bit to keep the stupid propellers out of the shot. Oh yeah. So I'm thinking when we go into sport mode, man, this thing's going to be like you know flying you know uh, horizontal. Vertical. Yeah, and it's how are you going to keep the uh, the props out of this this shot. shot? But surprisingly, at home testing it out. Um, it wasn't as bad as I, I thought it was going to be. I don't know exactly, you know, what they did to, you know, I don't think they could change the RPMs in the motor, David, could they? But it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be in the shot. It really was pretty good. And I thought, man, for chasing planes around and everything, that, that sport mode was uh, was pretty good. Is it smaller? No, it does look small. But no, it's it doesn't yeah, I I have, and I'll post them probably on on the website on the uh, article. I have pictures of them exactly side by side. Looking at the dimensions and at the pictures and seeing them, they look, I mean, identical. Nothing looks like it's changed whatsoever. Hmm. Um, the props are the same size. Props are the same size. To me, the arms looked a little short because they have the stripes on the other ones. I, I think. I think, David, it's just because of the new shell of the body. You know, the the hmm. arms actually look shorter on the new shell, just because yeah. I think the the whole shell itself is bigger. And, and I don't know. You probably ah. seen the battery. The battery's like way wider okay. and more massive, which is a a great idea because it allowed them to integrate a lot of the um, the gimbal up inside the Phantom, which made it a much cleaner look. Um, as everybody probably knows, though, the it, it has more vision per, um, sensors on it. Uh, they have the forward-facing sensors, Mike, if you, mm-hmm. you see there, yeah. which is the supposed to be the, yeah, the avoidance um, collision. And supposedly in sport mode, they don't work. Uh, so I never. Yeah, I think that's why the cinematic mode is slowed down. So mm-hmm. you have, they have time to stop. Which which <laughs> makes sense, I guess. Uh, I I wish they just kind of would have made the cinematic mode just keep it the same. I don't. It really isn't that fast. I you know just keep that and then just keep the sport mode. I don't know. Just a personal opinion, I guess. But so I, I guess really though, I did like the sport mode. I didn't think I'd, I'd really care for it, and it would be a pain in the butt, and the propellers are going to be in the way. But I think for chasing airplanes, it was pretty cool. I guess, you know, David, what do you think? The the only other time you're really probably going to use that if you're really going long distance, you want to get a big long shot, and you want to you know carry that speed because that is one thing. You know, thirty some miles an hour. If you get out, and these things will get out quite quite a ways. I mean, you know. Uh, the range yep. on the Phantom 4 actually went up a little bit, too. We could probably look oh, that up. Yeah, it did. The actual range went up, uh, I want to say, maybe another half a mile. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it does have a little bit more range stock. So, you know, you get out there a ways and, and have a uh, headwind coming back, you know, you might run into a problem. So the extra speed in sport mode, I could see that could help you out. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, the other thing I liked that I didn't think I was going to like, the new propeller system that they have on this, mic, The snap and yeah, twist, half twist. It's, you know, I, I'm like, I don't know. But after using it, it is so nice and so convenient. David, have you, have you actually seen it and got to play with it a little bit? No, I didn't try it. 
It's just a little twist lock. Um, my only concern, and I'm sure DJI tested this for a long time, is just a little like plastic, almost kind of like a little cam lock type ordeal. And my question was being... So how does it work? It's just got like on top of the motor, it has this kind of little plastic cam lock. So the, the prop actually, when you stick it on there, you just push it down and twist mm-hmm. it. And it just locks right in place. And it has a little, okay. these little tiny metal like springs on the bottom that holds the prop up against like Tension. the cam lock. Yeah, it keeps- so ah, it can't, okay. you know, you physically have to push it down and turn it. But the props go on so quick and so easy and so nice that oh. it's like, oh man, that, that is nice. Like again, the only thing that, that kind of concerns me, if you're really putting these props on, a lot, you know, and, and, and yeah, and with the you know the the prop spinning on these plastic pieces, after a while, I wonder if you're going to get any slop in them. But the, again, they're only what uh, three little screws to pop that plastic piece off. Oh, okay, so you I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure if you get a after little slop, wear. yeah. So the prop design is really cool. Um, and it's all color coded. Yeah, all color coded, uh, silver and black. You know, uh, for the counter rotating motors. Um, the, you know, again, the looks and everything is just... It's pretty sleek. It's so... Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, everything's changed, the body, the lights. Um, the only thing that kind of got me is they seem to be even limiting more airflow to everything, which I'm kind of shocked at because these things get really warm when you're flying them, especially like when it's really hot and it's 90 out. When you land, I know mine, like it's it's hot. When you pull that battery out, that battery is hot. And I remember when we first Do you need to cool it down after a flight. Does it say anything in the manual? I haven't seen anything. Uh, uh, it supposedly will give you warnings through the app if, if it gets hot or overheats. I've never had a problem. I've actually had a problem, David. If you remember when you were here and we were flying, it actually gave me a warning that the battery was too cold. Do you remember that? Yes. Yep. So it will give you warnings. I've never had it overheat, but when you pull the battery out after a hot day and you're flying hard, that that baby is warm. And again, they up the flight times. I don't, you know what? I really didn't notice much, you know, as far as, you know, it's supposed to be 28 minutes. My Phantom's supposed to have 23, but honestly, I didn't really notice too much difference in the flight time. But they really did change the battery around, uh, made it a lot uh, smaller, more compact, wider, but it fits inside the frame so much better. The only thing I thought was weird, Andre, do you remember the. Again, I love DJI and I hate DJI because it seems like every time they bring out a new product, they completely change everything. Like the props are different. I think the motors are different. The battery's different. The chargers. Yeah, the everything's you. Nothing's compatible. So if somebody wants to upgrade or go to it, they can't reuse parts or anything. Yeah, it's not like like hey, I just want to upgrade to the you know Phantom Four. I just want to buy just a copter, you know, and keep my four or five batteries and my charger. You can't do that. The batteries would have been a nice thing to keep universal. Right, honesty, expensive. They they definitely put a new charger. system in it and uh which i do like a little bit it's on the bottom of the battery and it plug you know kind of just plugs in one way so it's pretty neat um the only other thing i really wanted to talk about again i thought i would dislike or whatever is it um has the vision or the avoidance collision system on it so i just wanted to play around with that thing a little bit i wanted to fly into things and around things and just see you know what it would do and of course the sensors are on the front, so you're, it's only going to avoid anything that you really see in, in the camera. You know, if you're, if you're flying sideways and filming something, you're still going to run into whatever you can't see, you know, through your camera. 
But what I oh. but what I did yeah. like about it, David, is um, I call it tree surfing. I don't know. A lot of times I like to get up just just above the trees, or I like like to come into a tree and then just come up above a couple feet and kind of go down through the trees, just because it's fun. It looks cool on camera. Um, but a lot of times with the way the camera is, David, you can probably attest to this is it's really hard looking, you know, what the camera sees or how exactly close you are. You're not real sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. W- with the avoidance collision system, I, I can't remember. I want to say maybe it's 15 feet or whatever, but it's it on the app. It actually shows you when you start to come into something, the little, uh, uh like bars and feet, uh, come up and it starts beeping at you slowly and shows you how far away you are. And obviously as the closer you get, the bars, you know, show up and the, you know, your feet change, you know, to 15, 11, 10, whatever, until you get. Like so, a backing sensor? Well, yeah, kind of. That's like a, a reverse sensor on your car? Yeah, that's yeah. A, basically exactly what it does. And it's probably kind of like the same system they probably put on a car. And It's all optical, yeah. And what was cool is when you really wanted to try to come in and get close to something, you knew exactly like, hey, I'm five feet away. It looks like I'm 15 feet away, you know, with the camera view, but actually I'm only five feet away or, you know, or vice versa, however, you you know, you look at it in your perspective. But I found that very beneficial when you really wanted to try to get in tight to something or through maybe a, a tree going through. So actually, I did like it and it worked, seemed to work pretty well. Um, so that was one thing I, I did like about it. That's good to hear. Okay, would, you, would you buy the new one? Well, I, I'm on the fence with it. Um, that's what I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, at the, at the end of this little mini review was if you're on the fence with it, if, if you don't own one, probably, I guess it depends on really what, what you wanted to do with it. If you were really, that's, it's a tough call, you know, know how to fly, wanted to get that cinematic shot, um, you really weren't looking into tracking or, or anything like that. I would say with the deals they have on the Phantom 3, just go with the Phantom 3. You know, you can get that a lot cheaper. If you want the latest uh-huh. and greatest, you don't mind spending. It, if, if you got the money and you want the latest and greatest, just go with the Phantom 4. It does have a lot of nice, nice features. Overall, the whole package as a whole is a little bit better than the Phantom 3. You know, you, the little extra flight time, the way it's designed, the batteries, the char Everything's just a little bit better. How much more? I forget the price point. It's $1,300 uh, for the Phantom 4. And I think I've seen the Phantom 3s, Andre, what, for like eight ninety nine here in the States, somewhere See, around Phantom there? Phantom 3s yeah. had all these different versions. How, is there any other version no. of the 4? So you don't have the Advanced or the Pro? No, or the no you exactly. just have the so 4. So you're comparing, you got to compare that to the Phantom Pro. 3 with different, yeah, different aspects. Yeah, and so. I have the Phantom, I'm comparing it to the Phantom 3 Pro. Professional, okay. which was which their top of the line. That's a good You fare. know, and if you even want to go less and go down to like the Advanced or something, they're even getting cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking like six ninety nine yeah. or something. So it's all in, I guess, what you really want. Um, I was trying to think of, there was a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Now I forget. I think a lot of this technology we see is just on the, the, the cutting edge they put into the four. So that means like the five and even the six, 
will have all those avoidance technologies, you know, 360 vision and stuff like this in the future. So I think it's, uh, you know, it, I think they're just on the cusp right now. But, yeah, mm-hmm. if I yeah. was to buy one, I would still would probably pick up a three like you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, the four the four doesn't bring me enough to go, yeah, I need that, you know. Right. What do you? Five f- is probably going to tell you, the- like – no, I'm no, afraid the- I can't let you do that, Chris. Well, that's yeah. you know that's Dave, why I was kind of worried doing, about the Dave? yeah <laughs> the way like you said, Andre, the way technology is going, the way things are going. When you get to five, it, it six will be out. <laughs> well, that and it's like you know, oh no, I can't fly here. Forget it. You're not allowed here. We're not going oh, yeah. here. You know, I, I don't know. Um, what do you? Oh, I mean, what would you do, David? Would you go out for the four? Or would you look for a good deal on the three or? Um, depends on, yeah, what you're going after. I would probably just get the, uh, cheap used three mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, because you can get the same shot if you just pull the sticks, right? Oh yeah, I totally agree. And fly, actually just flying them, even when I flew them both in cinematic mode, I honestly, I couldn't tell the difference. I, they just yeah. flew exactly the same. Okay. So that I, you know, besides that's you, what you're buying this platform for anyway. Right, so. right. And you know the phantom 3 does have the vision uh, vision sensors on the bottom of it and i actually even haven't turned off i don't even use them i don't want them don't you know don't have no need for them so you know unless uh if i had a phantom 4 and was doing some really close stuff you know turn them on and again people think you know i i kind of get a little irritated because you know again we've talked about it a million times they 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 sell these phantom 4s everywhere apple store you know best buy the camera shop sell them and anybody can just go in and grab grab one of these and the thing is you can't just throw the props on turn it on and just go fly it around you got to have some kind of knowledge or something of you know and people don't just isn't that what Casey did oh i won't even get into that <laughs> But, you know, you got to take your time with it a little bit and learn all the features and and the safety features of, you know, if I get in this situation, what am I going to do? Or or if this happens, what am I going to do? And people don't. They just take your time. They see it flies itself, fire it up, no compass calibration, no nothing, and they just go to town. Then they wonder why it either crashed or freaked out or flew off, you know, and then they get all upset that they lost, you know, $1,500 total because they bought an extra battery and this and that. So I just yeah I can't even imagine working at their customer support. No, no, call up. Hey, I just bought this piece of junk Phantom Four and fired it up, and it took off on its own. Yeah. Well, did you read the manual and uh, do a cal? You know, compass cal. A what? What's a compass calibration? (laughs) Right, that right on there. So I don't know, but they are you know for what you're getting the the piece of machinery is just you know even. A few years ago, you know, to have something like this, it's just unbelievable. And like, you know, Chad was saying, too, where was this stuff, you know, five years ago when flight tests started? You know, getting one aerial shot of a plane going by air to air was just like, oh, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I flew yours, Chris, your Phantom 3, and I just had a blast with it. And just really, like I said in the previous podcast, really focused in on doing my turns and those Mm -hmm. coordinates. You know, coordinated pushes and just pushing the thing as far as uh, its capability. And I just scratched the surface in my one little flight, but 
I enjoyed it, but I'm still, like I said, I'm still on the fence because I'm like, do I have a need for one of these things? You know, and mm-hmm. it's like, uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and with my three, two, I mean, I wasn't going to buy a, a, a four, but with my three, I put all the bells and whistles on. I got a long range antenna. And I put the HDMI module, which I absolutely love plugging into the head play. Like when we're out flying around doing track, you know, following airplanes and trying to track them, you throw the goggles on. And the, the goggles, I don't know if you've seen them, David, but it actually puts a, uh, uh, heads-up display inside or an on-screen display inside the goggles so when you put them on you still have your altitude and and nice. all you know your radar and your battery and for everything's in there so you can just keep the goggles on and go cruise around and on a bright sunny day and you're kind of up high and you know trying to track airplanes it, it's phenomenal with the set of goggles nice. on there yeah so that's my uh phantom three phantom four again totally up to you guys you can you know if you find a really good deal on a phantom three i would say go for that if you're just trying to capture some you know good good image and uh video and stuff like that just you know save yourself some money buy buy extra batteries with the money because that's the other thing uh the batteries aren't cheap they're about 150 bucks whether it's a three or the four What? yes you didn't know that no yeah they are a hundred and fifty dollars per battery oh my god and very very rarely do you find them on sale and i i have four batteries (laughs) and that's the thing is you at least minimum minimum need two batteries if not three four is ideal because you uh the problem david is i found out early i was just going to get two and then i was talking with chad and them the batteries get, like I said, get really hot, and it takes sometimes fifteen minutes, sometimes twenty minutes to let them cool down. You know, oh. before you can throw them on the charger, they get that hot. So what I did now is I bought, I have four batteries and I have two chargers. So you know, you can, I can just continuously, if I went to fly this thing twenty four seven, I could on, with just four batteries. It really is a shame they did not keep the batteries the same going to the four at that price. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when they're charging yeah. that much, why, why change well, it? Well, do an overhaul on it. I, like again, that? I, I understand what they did. They. You know, they put this whole gimbal system more up inside, made it more compact, more sleek. So they actually, you know, moved things around on the inside. So they actually had to change the battery size. You know, there's no physical way they could have kept the old battery the way it was, had this type of gimbal and body and frame and everything. There's, they couldn't do it. It's so just I, a shame. Yeah, I mean, I understand why they did it, and I think they went the good route. Now, what will be interesting if is... If they go to the next version, if they Yeah, if they, if they come out, you know, they have a nice Sensor. design now. You know, when the 5 comes out, if they keep the, you know, this type of battery and, and frame and everything and just work more on the internals and, the, you know, the little things. Because keeping the batteries going from version to version at that price would be a huge yeah, benefit. Right. There's no you know, doubt about it. And that was kind of, I was a little upset about is, you know, everything's different. The props are different. I think the motors might, I'm not 100% sure on the motors, but obviously the frame's different, the gimbals, everything about it is just completely different, so... Okay, that's my rant on the uh, Phantom 3, Phantom 4. So you guys want to move into what we're really supposed to be here for? (laughs) Yes. All right, let's get into it. Recently, uh, I finally purchased a Radiant XL, which this is something, and I talked to Wayne uh, yesterday, and he couldn't make it in today. He was pretty busy, and he actually hasn't flown it yet, so he's he's kind of bummed about that because he... And I'm sad that I did fly it. Oh, no, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) 
So as ev- everybody knows out there, we're huge, huge Radiant fans. We haven't really found anything that's really comparable and fun as a regular Radiant. They've been around for, I don't even know, David, what, th- probably three, no, probably longer than that, five years maybe? Four. Yeah, four, somewhere years. around there. Uh, and it, it, it's so good. They actually re-released a newer version here last year, which is basically the same thing with just a, a couple minor little details in it. And the funny thing is we kept bugging Horizon and bugging Matt Andron or like joking around like, hey, man, when are you going to get this 100-inch radian? We, you know, for the last couple of years, we've been bothering him. So when we were up in Toledo, Mike, if you remember, we were we were joking with him again. Or like, okay, Matt, you know, once again, where's this 100-inch radian? And he just smiled and he looked at us and he goes, just wait. That's all. You know, he wouldn't tell us much more, but the look on his face and the smile he gave us was like, oh, yeah, it's coming. Uh, so it wasn't too long after that. Actually, they put out and said, hey, we got a, a Radiant X. Oh, actually, what happened? I think it was, was it Joe Nall, maybe? Somebody they, yeah, spied it yes, down I there that, that the the guys had it down there sitting. And, and obviously, anybody that, you know, uh, is in the sailplanes or whatever, they spotted it right away. And it was all over the Internet. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is this? And, you know, there was no mention of it. No, hey, we, we have one. You know, they just pulled it out. And there it sat. And finally, the cat was out of the bag. So what did, what did you guys think initially when you when you first seen it, the design and the look and everything like that? The cracks in the wings kind of look, I don't know, I, I like it, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it's growing on me, just like the normal Radian. Mm-hmm. Like th- that was one of the ugliest planes I've ever seen when yeah. I first saw it. And then I flew it and it's the most beautiful thing ever. R- Right, right. And I don't know, it's this, you know, the, the regular rain just had that, like you said, David, a really crazy, funky polydehedral wing that even to this day, nobody has one out like it. I don't know why. I don't know if it's hard to do what the, what it is, but nobody had and it. And it's so unique. You know, as soon as you see it, everybody usually knows what it is. And with the Radiant XL, the, the wing is pretty much your typical large, uh, polydehedral wing of any three-channel glider, whether it's foam or actually even balsa. And what I have been comparing it to, even though I probably shouldn't, is is my Mystique. I have the 114-inch Mystique RES. And wing-wise, it's very similar to the Mystique as far as shape and everything. Uh, it's obviously on the XL. It's quite a bit bigger and heavier and everything, and we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. But when you see it, and, you know, when I seen the pictures of it, I was like, yeah, it looks pretty good. You know, I was more just happy that we have a big XL rating and it was 100 inch. So it looks are pretty good. But when I got it in person, Mike, and you've seen it in person, it is a big airplane. And in person, it's impressive, I think. The other thing I don't know we've talked about is somebody at Horizon loves the color green. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. They have more planes out there with green all over them than any company out there, I think. So I don't know what it is with the green. I would have liked to seen maybe a little different color, you know, because the original Radiant had green on it. Uh, so I was... Eh, yeah. I thought it was blue. Blue and green, I think. Okay. I believe. I could be wrong, but I think it's got some green in there, too. Uh, and of course, the new Radiant is orange. It's got the orange on it now. So I was a little bummed to see more green, but yeah, it is what it is. So let's uh, let's go over just a little bit of the specs. It is a 2.6 meter um, glider. Uh, let's see. It's a bind and fly. It is heavy, David. 
It is really heavy. When I got oh, it, is it really heavy? Yes, yes. it's seventy nine point five ounces. And to put this in perspective, it's one hundred and two inches. My Mystique, which is one hundred and fourteen, and it is a balsa plane, weighs as much as this. Really? With a bigger motor, same battery. Yeah. So it is How heavy. How much was it? Seventy. Seventy nine point. Well, it's eighty ounces, which 80 would be. Ounces? 2,254 grams. No, really? Yes. yes. Oh, it's wow. A, that is one big plane. It, yes, it is. And that's the first thing I noticed when I got it home and got it put together and I picked it up. I was like, holy you wish, cow. You even mentioned you is wish. that with or without battery? That's I th- well, it says flying, flying weight. weight. So I'm guessing that's, that's with battery. All right. And, that, and the battery is probably a lot of that weight, too. Eh, the battery's not that heavy, Andre. I mean, no, it's a 3200, uh, but Pat picking it up and he's like, "This is without the battery yeah. left in it." So, it's yeah, heavy without. It's the heavy. Battery. Well, the first time I picked it up to hand launch it, I was like, "Holy <laughs> cow. I don't Wow. It's like comparing picking up a javelin to a pole vault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the fuselage is huge. It is. Coming up, you know, in the front there where uh, the the whole nose and everything is enormous. And again, uh, what I'm doing here, and I probably shouldn't because it's apples to oranges, but what I've been doing, Dave, I've been comparing it a lot to the uh, Mystique. Um, But you're looking at, again, it's a $200 foam glider versus I think I probably have over $700 in the Mystique. So there's a huge difference there. You know what I mean? But you, you said something they probably could have did to cut the weight was do the hollow foam. I, I, and that would have saved some weight, I think, because it's solid oh, foam. Oh, is it all solid? It is yeah. completely solid. And we'll talk about that here in just a minute. I, I think it's almost over-engineered, and we'll get into that. But it is a complete solid wing, David. Um, real quick, we'll run through the specs, and then we'll get all into right. it. But it has a 40-amp ESC, brushless power 10, uh, 1250 kV motor, 12 by 4 prop, and it does run on a 3200 three cell lipo. Um, that that's probably about it for the specs. Um, the first thing, thing. Oh, yeah, you uh, again, I'm I'm comparing it to the Mystique. I probably shouldn't, but it, it's something just to give you a better idea of what you're getting. And the first thing I noticed, David, when we first got it out, and I got it all together, and I flew it was the climb and the power seam okay like it was maybe comparable or a little less than the regular radiant i was a little disappointed so when i went back and looked at some specs and stuff just comparing the mystique actually and and i'm i'm telling you this too because you flew my mystique so you have an idea and a general understanding of what that plane was like the mystique is flying on a power 25 uh, motor they actually fly on the same battery 3200 three cell uh, the Mystique is, a, like I said, 114 inches versus the Radian XL, which is 102. And the Mystique, that baby would, I mean, on that Power 25 motor, that thing was climbing like a, a homesick eagle. And, David, you can attest that. In my thing opinion, would go. it seemed to be a lot slower climb than my regular Radian. Yes, I think so. I mean, to me, it felt that way. Right, That's right. my opinion on it. So, Obviously, the planes, it's the the wing is bigger and thicker and heavier uh, than the Mystique, so I think you're getting a lot more drag on it too. But I really would have liked to seen them go to just a little bit bigger motor, even if they went to a Power 15 motor. I think it really would have helped it, the airplane. Go ahead. Is it hot when it or like does the motor get hot? 
Do you know? Not that I've really noticed that bad. Uh, again, I've been on RC groups and, and reading the forums about it. Some people have uh, burned up some ESCs already. I don't think it's... Again, this Uh-oh. this motor and ESC system has been around forever. It's their standard 40-amp ESC. It's the Brussels Power 10 motor that they've had forever that's like in the night vision air and a lot of their other planes. I think... I don't know if Kerry Murphy it's in the Sukhoi or not. But, I mean, it's a power system. It's been around. It's been proven. And obviously, they've tested it out. You know, I, I Horizon does usually doesn't just throw something in and sure. and let it go. Um, but again, the climb on it, I, I wasn't really happy with. I think they could have went just with a little bit bigger motor. And the other thing that kind of, not that it's super bad, but I was a little disappointed is with, and you guys know the regular rating. You usually get at least five or six climbs out of it, at least. This thing, I'm averaging four climbs to altitude. That's oh, it. That that's uh, I don't care if it not like it doesn't climb fast, mm-hmm. but if you don't get that many turning around, right. that's not too great. Right now, gr- now granted, I think I'm going quite a bit higher, you know, because I do have the variometer and the altimeter in it, and with its large size, you're, you I'm generally going probably two to three hundred feet higher with it than I have with mm-hmm. the regular rating, just because it's easier to see. see. Yeah, so. You know, you have a little give and take there with that. So, and I know I'm probably going, I'm going to say roughly, David, probably over a minute climb. Oh, uh, okay. That's pretty long. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you could probably squeeze five out of it. And I, I do want to mention too, the batteries that I have, they are older. And, and Mike, we were talking you about were, this a little bit. Andre, we've, we've noticed this before where you have a, an older battery versus a good newer battery, the difference yeah. in it. So I ha- I'm going to order some new higher C, better 3200 batteries and see if that that might make a little it bit of difference. Well yeah. So that was my kind of big dilemma, um, you know, with the power and the climb. Now, you guys got any, any questions before we keep on going? Anything? I wonder why they didn't go with a 4S curious but some, yeah, some people is, have asked that i don't i don't know if it really needs a 4s because again like the mystique's only flying on a 3s and it's got plenty of power so or, yeah, it's not the power it's, it's more the, it's you get the on demand efficiency, efficiency and you get more torque mm, i see swinging yeah bigger mm-hmm. bigger prop i got you yeah, and a lot of people already have been switching out some of the motors and going to a you know a larger like uh, fourteen by eight pro. I mean, it only has a twelve by four on it, which isn't you know for this size airplane is not that big. No, but yeah, it's if you get four climbs though, if if it does thermal well, mm-hmm. uh, it could be it could be good. Probably yeah, I park it up there pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. You know, I'm, what I'm doing, you know, we're kind of going through the bad points of it now, you know, and okay. it, it, I, I do like it. Don't get me wrong. I am bagging on, I'm trying to get some negatives and we'll definitely give you the positives, but these are just some, and I keep telling everybody and myself too, it's a $200 foam glider, you know, and it's pull yeah. out of the box. For that large your, of a frame. Yeah, for a 102-inch foam glider, it does fly very well. To pull it out of the box, charge your battery, throw it in there, and go out and have a, a phenomenal time, it is well worth the money. I'm just nitpicking a little bit. Again, 700 and some dollars into a Mystique versus a $200, 
you know, foam glider. It's it's a big difference there. You know what I mean? And you're going to have probably just the same amount of fun with it. I was kind of curious why the structural integrity was so strong for a glider. I mean, is there is there a reason for that? Is there people doing aerobatics with this I, thing? I or don't know. Or what? Why? I mean, I would have took some of that reinforcement and maybe did a better motor or something. You know what I mean? I would have... Because like you said, it is almost overkill on the structural integrity of the plane. I don't know. Yeah, and we'll try it to... It seems that way anyhow. I agree with you. It's made for Americans. I guess. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. And we'll, let me see if I can maybe pull up a picture of... Uh, I just can't imagine putting it through so much stress yeah, if, that you need all that. That was the other thing, um, David. This thing is built like a tank. I mean, literally like a tank. When when I got it and looked at it and seen how it was built, I was like, man, what? I mean, this I'm isn't a glider. hotliner. Exactly. This I'm is, thinking glider and join peaceful soaring. Yes. And, and you got you got stuff that I haven't even seen in some of the more acrobatic Um ones. I have heard reports already. A couple of people have, like, oh, folded the wings, and I'm thinking, how, how on earth? What are you doing? <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, the only Americans. the only thing I like you kind of said, David. The only thing I'm thinking is somebody's going to. Uh, again, here we go back to the mystique. If you're going to buy a mystique and you're going to spend that money and you're going to build it and you're going to get together, you probably already know about thermaling and sailing and what what a sailplane is supposed to do and uh, what it's capable true. of. Yeah. Here you're buying a E flight two hundred dollar foam glider, and somebody might you know mm. could be their second, maybe even their third airplane. Which no problem, they could fly it. It, it's very docile. They respect how it's, right. it's made to fly but for. If they don't really know exactly what to do, or it does get out of hand, it gets inverted, or they get it into high G, I don't know that it's going to take it. It's not going to snap the wings. It's not, you know, if you have a rough landing with it, the wing's not going to break off, or the fuselage isn't going to break in half. It definitely, to me, David, is way over engineered, and I think it could have been a lot lighter. But again, I think, you know, Horizon being that big company and everything, I think they were a little nervous about if we do this. We have to have the durability. Yes, it's there. not going to be as durable, and people are really going to start complaining and bitching that, hey, I had a rough landing and the wing snapped off or the fuselage broke. So I think they over-engineered uh-huh. yeah. it. That's just an also, opinion. Uh, also, the manufacturing costs compared mm-hmm. to doing two hollow pieces and then gluing those together. Mm-hmm. Doing this is much cheaper. Oh, you is only it? Need one mold then? Yeah. Oh, I see. And that was a, a, a little bit of my other gripe, and I, I think I understand why they did it. Now, obviously, the regular radian is very simple. It's got a little saddle on on the the main uh, frame part. You slide the wings in with a car, uh, carbon fiber boom, and you're done. This is not like that, David. Uh, in where the the main wing goes together, it is completely full of plastic inside there for you know structure and, and rigidity. Uh-huh. Um, so you have a main wing part that bolts on with uh, five screws, and then the outer wings uh, tips slide on, and they have these two massive G10. Um, uh, what do I want to say? Like oh, uh, I thought that was wood. No, it's G10. Oh, so, yeah, there's two huge spars on that thing. Yeah, and they slide in, and then it's got three more screws that screw the outside wing panels on. Now, reading really? some... Yes. So, again, one thing I do like about my Mystique, and, and it's a composite ship, you know, the, the main frame. So when you slide those wings in there on the little boom and put, throw a little tape around the wings, it's not going to come apart and it's not going to break. Where with this, I don't see how... 
they could really get that big of a wing with a with a heavy enough saddle to try to keep the weight down to where you could just slide the wings in, you know, and have just two separate complete wings. So I think they almost had to go to this this type of wing where you got a main section that bolts in and then the winglets uh, go on on the outside. But again, I think personally it's it's way over engineered and a little bit heavy for uh, what it is. I think if they could have lightened it up a little bit and changed the wing design, I. It would, it would, I think, make a better glider, but wouldn't be as durable. Um, so it's a five-channel ship, right? Yes. So does it have ailerons? It has, Spoilers. yeah, it's just like the rain. It's, a, it's a elevator, rudder, rudder or not, spoilers. what did I say? Ele- yeah, elevator, rudder, and spoilers and motor. It has no ailerons, okay. in, which is good because, again, I don't know, it's something with me. Every aileron ship that I ha- have or have flown, I didn't really like it. It wasn't enjoyable for me. David, I like the three-channel ships where it's just the rudder with the polydehedral wings because they kind of fly themselves. You can put it way up high and just kind of let it do its thing and maybe throw a turn in here and there and hunt for thermals. You don't really have to fly the thing. You know, if it gets out of orientation where a normal aileron ship is, you got to be on top of it and really fly it. I don't like that. So is this the same? What's that? Is this the same then? Does it do that? Yes, absolutely. This thing flies identical to the regular Radiant. And again, it's very, very nice, great. I was a, I was a little shocked. I I was ex- again. I was expecting a little more. I thought you know it might have the same kind of airflow as the Mystique, so I thought it would be a little bit faster, penetrate a little bit better, uh, which it does to an extent. Um, but it literally flies exactly like the Radiant. It's almost probably as slow, has the same speed. Um, uh, it does really? penetrate. Yes, it does penetrate a little bit better just because it's bigger and heavier. Um, but it's very, very. If you if you're comfortable with a regular rating, you will have absolutely no problems. Less your mic uh, with the XL. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mike. I had to throw that in there. Um, yes, flies exactly like a regular rating. I'm trying to think of what the fifth channel is. I'm still back. I'm processing the early. Oh, you have uh, elevator, rudder, throttle, throttle. Spoilers. Yeah, what is the fifth channel? Well, it says it takes a five-channel receiver. Five. It says minimum. five plus. Yeah. Um, I'm only thinking four. Four. You we're probably easy. need a minimum of a six-channel receiver then, because obviously AS3X it's not going to have an extra channel. AS3X. Or something. AX, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. That I'm just wondering be. if the AS3X needs that for some reason. I don't know. I think it comes with a six-channel in it. I didn't even look at the receiver to be honest. But with technically, you. you're only so, using four. I mean, for yeah. flying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How yeah. does the uh, the air brakes work? How does those? We didn't get. Connect? I didn't get a chance to test it real heavily. You we know, didn't have any lift when we were flying much, and it. I don't know. It, I, it seemed. It, it came down good for me without them, mm-hmm. but on a windy day or mm-hmm. something, I could see where you would need yeah. it when you get low in an unstable air. The spoilers, David, are exactly what's in the K eight. Oh, okay. I think they're a little bigger, obviously, but same system. It's got one servo oh. in the center hooked up. Now, the hookup's completely different. It's really easy. Oh, yes, you don't have to put the little arms on. Everything's all set up, and they put some really long leads on it. So, like, you can have your wing sitting completely Beside next it. 
yeah, beside your fuselage and have plenty of room to plug your servo, uh, lead, in. servo lead in. And it, it's really easy and really nice. That, that yeah. Oh, nice. the servo is actually in Correct. the wing? Yes. Oh, that's good. Because yes. it was so stupid uh, on the KA. I agree. Agree 100%. Yeah, it takes you, uh, you know, five minutes to put the whole plane wing on and 30 minutes to, to hook up the spoilers on a KA. Yeah. So, yeah, they really, really stepped it up there. It's um, very easy. Um, did you think it was useful? Did it need it? Um, it doesn't, you don't have to have them. Um, here's the thing, I guess where we fly, you really wouldn't need them. And again, that could be something that could be a little bit of a weight savings and reading on the forums. A lot of the guys initially said that uh, they didn't do much and looking at the size of them, David, I didn't really think they were going to do much, but the first few flights I had were, it they it they it do work yeah they you know yeah. you you can put them on a slider and adjust them or you can put them I put them just on a three position switch and on full spoiler coming in if you think you're a little long you know because with the re- regular radian if it's going it's going there ain't nothing you can do about it how many times where you yeah. get down low to the ground you're, you're about like, ready to you land do another pass yeah and the thing just like, takes off the spoilers did work really well for the spot landing. I did it at a high altitude and you could really see where it worked I didn't use it necessary for landing like they're designed but I wanted to see how they worked yeah. and you could see if you were limited on landing or something yeah bring it down in a pretty quickly at a nice, nice right. angle for right you. so if you're in a little tighter spot and you really need to come down you want need the circle to land you pop the spoilers down it definitely Definitely works, and they just you know, you down yeah level. for sure. So I, I was happy about Apple. that. So I'm I guess I'm glad that they are on it. Again, if it's maybe a you know a little weight savings, you know if you're really trying to turn this into maybe an ALES competition ship, you know maybe pull them out. I don't know. Just a thought. Okay, so so talk about the tailplane. Um, the tail on it again. This is another design. I'm I'm really glad they did. They changed it over to uh, full flying uh, uh, stab on the back. So it's to, again, it's just like the Mystique, where the whole thing um, rotates up and down, which is great for a glider because you get less movement and less drag. With uh, and it's also, um, or I want to say, it's more uh, sensitive. Uh, yes. So it's complete and it. it, it they made it very easy. It has two carbon spars uh, running all the way through. It's set up just kind of like the Mystique on the tail, same setup. And two little screws, David, you can just loosen them up, and the whole tail will slide out, no problem, if, if you okay, need to take it off. Yes, two little screws oh, that go right into the... Have ha- happy yeah. on this plane, unfortunately. Uh, two little screws that go um, right into the carbon spars. You just undo the two. The two pieces come right out, and... but. You know, unless you're for storage or you got a really small vehicle, I don't know why you would ever really take the tail off, David. It has a very big rudder on it. The other Uh cool thing they did, I guess it's good and it's bad because if you damage the tail, you're kind of hosed. It has the, oh, crap, losing my mind. The glue-in rudder with the little, um, what do you call them, Uh, CA hinges. Okay. So it has three hinges on it. Uh, they come pre pre installed, I think, on the rudder. So all you got to do is just slide it right into the fuselage, throw a little thin CA on them, and I mean, within five minutes, I was done putting the rudder in. So I like nice. that idea. It's got a nice hinge on the rudder instead of just you know having the normal uh, foam hinge. Where, as everybody knows, after a while, the foam, you know, it it kind of breaks apart, and you might have to put some hinge tape on. It can be a pain in the butt. So that was another yeah, like that. another good design. Did they put the servo all the way up in the front on the nose? Uh, the servos are sitting, I think they're pretty close to the CG right under the wing. 
Okay, so they're running a long linkage to the the stuff in the back then? Yes. And okay. this ship has a huge carbon fiber tube that runs down um, yeah, underneath the wing. The crazy mm-hmm. thing is it's kind of like on one side. Uh, I think it runs along the right side, I believe, and runs all the way down the fuselage, all the way almost to the tail, and it's it's huge. So uh, we're going to talk about they, they actually have a couple issues, and I'm going to touch on that here in a bit. But the one thing I wanted real quick, I'm not a big screw-together airplane guy. I don't like screws. I either drop them lose them, forget where I put them. I always have issues with them. And even when I put it together, I dropped one screw already. And they're different sizes. Yeah, and they're too. different sizes. No. Yes. So the ones on the... on The front are small. Yes. The front are towards the nose of the plane is right. small, and then it got larger. Yeah. Larger. So what I did, David, is I just took a little Sharpie, and I just marked all the holes of, like, you know, big, small, or whatever, <laughs> just so dummy me would know exactly, you know... <laughs> But again, it's just one of those things. It, you it think goes, they could do, use some type of lock seal, or you know, like half twist lock in, or yeah, I don't or, know, or somehow make it to where the screws stay in. You know, yeah, or, there's plenty like, of like, like battery like hatches. You know, yeah, on a lot of instruments, you, they hold the screw in until you actually latch it, and then right. you can tighten it down. I, I totally agree because yeah. uh, one of them didn't come out one time; had the wing upside down, it fell out. I mean, it's just one of those because you have to flip the plane, yeah, and shake the screws right, out, right, and there you go, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, the, and doesn't the does sorry to interrupt the the new radiant that has a, a a plastic lock system for the wing right? No, it's just screws. Oh, uh, just screws. Okay. It's kind of I'm trying to think. Uh, they they molded it after another plane. I can't remember, but same thing. The wings slide in. It's got a little plastic tab, and the screw goes in. I don't like screws. And a lot of the the other big glider pilots said the same thing. Why couldn't you know, I could. I guess for the main base, you're going to have to have the screws. But even for the the outside wing parts, uh, there's three screws for them. And a lot of the guys are like, I don't think you really need them. It's really friction fit. It's really tight. All you would have to do is take a little piece of tape, probably put some tape on it, and you're good to go. So, but in their defense, I I can put the whole plane together in five, like five, five minutes or less. Last, it does yeah, go together last. good. Uh, but it's just the whole screw thing. I don't, I don't really care for. Hmm. So any other questions before we move on a little how, bit? How did you, as far as transport, how did you find those, the, the, especially the ends of the wings, were they bulky? Like, is there any concern that something like that is going to get broken up in transport because of the bend in the end of the no, wings? The way n- it- no way. Them, like I said, those wings, they're completely solid. You could probably hit Mike over the head with it, and it, you know. <laughs> you probably wanted to. No, <laughs> it's they're not going to break. It is like I said, thing is built like a tank. They're solid. They're heavy, and no, no problems whatsoever. Actually, probably Andre, besides the fuselage, breaks down smaller than a, a normal radian. But the fuselage is really long. Inside my truck, door to door, it barely the fuselage barely fit i had to kind of cock it in there a little sideways oh that's crazy so my radiant my radiant will go end to end in the back of the trunk no problem with my car but mm -hmm. i wonder yeah i wonder if this thing would be another fuselage wise would be a a very interesting experience and i think the inside i don't know off the top of my head i think inside of my truck's like 56 58 inches something around in there i think so it was a tight fit but you're not going to break anything uh, uh, as far as, uh, okay. you know. 
Uh, let's see what else can we talk about. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Uh, I guess we can get into the flying characteristics yes, a little please. bit more. Okay. So, like I said, initially we got together. I took it out. It was a pretty windy. No, I wouldn't say really windy. It was probably, I think it was 12 miles an hour gusting the 14, which I know here in Ohio, for us. That's it, pretty much that's, normal. Yeah, that's normal. And that's probably on the upper limits of a radian to have a nice you know, fun experience. Otherwise the thing just gets blown around. It has no forward momentum really. Uh, but took it out, got it set up 3,200 milliamp battery. The, like I said, the first thing you notice, Dave, is when you pick this thing up, it is heavy. Like you're holding it going, man, I don't know if I can launch this thing. And I, yeah. And I, I read some stuff on the forum. Some of the guys said they were only launching at half throttle. I don't know how they were doing it. It's too big and heavy. No. So full throttle. Unless you have your new, a newer battery might have. Yeah. That's the only way I would say. So full throttle, uh, went right out of my hand. No problem. First thing I noticed was the, the, the climb was rather slow, but even with the 12 gusts into 14 miles an hour really had no hardly any forward speed david it really just went kind of straight up i couldn't really get it to penetrate really well in that kind of wind so i went up to altitude leveled it off and then it finally you know got the forward speed got it trimmed out and cruised around started looking for thermals and that's where i really noticed the presence in the air i love the size of the airplane and mike you can attest we kind of went right back to back we went right from the xl right to the regular radian and you you noticed right away the presence visually yes it's a lot more fun to fly i mean you can see it you know your orientation yeah it's and you can see that it's more level in flying Mm -hmm. it's just really good that way no doubt about it yeah so that part i really liked um, and it flew exactly like the regular rating. You s- nice put it level. up there, trim it out, set it, and forget it. Uh, and this does have AS3X, and we'll touch on that real quick. I know Andre hates AS3X. David, I don't know what you think of it. I actually I like do. it. Yeah. Um, I do. A lot of people were really up in arms about this plane because it's a glider and has AS3X. Now, I've watched some videos. I've We've talked to Matt. Um, I've seen some stuff on the forums. The gains on this airplane really are super low. And that day I was flying for my first flight. I had some pretty good thermals. And the first thing I noticed is the thing signaled thermals no problem. You know, the wing would come up, the tail would come up. I mean, it signaled them. I don't know if it's maybe because of the size of it and and the the big wing. It had no problem signaling lift. And it was also verified because I do have the altimeter and the variometer installed on it. So I had no problem signaling lift whatsoever. And I like the AS3X because it just takes that initial little roughness out to where watching the plane it, you know compared to regular radium where it's always kind of moving around and shaking and it's just smooth things out a little bit um so now whether it would signal a really small tiny little thermal eh maybe not but a plane that size i don't i don't know if you're going to get anything out of it you know unless you're flying it, you know something like a dlg it, it's not really going to be much for this size airplane anyway so I like the AS3X. I had no problems with it. I'm kind of glad that they, they put it on there. That's a positive feature, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But 
but for you, Chris, you fly on a spectrum radio, so it's no problem. In in my case, if I was to buy something like this, that mm-hmm. radio would be coming out right away because I'm going to run with my FR Sky stuff because I is want true. my radio. This is true. I don't want to have to be at another module or another radio just to fly it. So, I mean, right. that thing comes out, <laughs> that receiver comes out pretty quick, I think. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. And there was a lot of guys, same same ordeal, Andre, they didn't want the, the Spectrum in it and they didn't want the AS3X. But from what I'm finding out, uh, and you know, especially with like say RC groups, is people are buying it, taking the receiver out. I think it's only like twenty dollars extra that they're you're paying yeah. for it, and they're selling them on RC groups for like forty forty five dollars. So you're you easily getting your profit. money out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I would just I would repurpose it because I don't want to go after all the other tech to to make the the telemetry work with my radio. Right? Oh sure, so. sure, absolutely. And you don't need the AS three X to fly it. I mean, that's no. obviously yeah. you know. Uh, and they'll probably do a plug and play very soon. Someone was just mentioning on the uh, on the um, uh, Periscope. Mm-hmm. The other thing, some of the guys on the forums, and also when we did our little Periscope thing, that some of these people were flying on four thousand and five thousand milliamp batteries, and I was like, nice. "No way! Why would you want that big a battery in there, though? That's heavy, <laughs> you know. Unless you're in some serious wind and you want it for ballast, I could maybe understand that, but." Some of the serious plane guys, and it must, it's got to be, or I should say serious glider guys, and it must be that they, they got some high C packs, is a lot of them are yeah. going to a 2200 uh, milliamp pack. But Yeah, I was thinking that too. Was Is that any problems with CG, you think? No, I don't think so. Um, even with my 3300s, though, I was running it probably almost right in the center. So if you had a 2200 and uh, ran it all the way up front. But my thing would be, though, you're only going to get maybe a couple climbs out to some serious altitude with a 2200. Maybe three would, would be at the most. So I'm Yeah, gonna, but then you would stay up longer in each thermal. Mm, eh? Possibly. I, you know, it's a, Depends on the wind. Yeah, just, I mean. Yeah. We have more testing to do. Sure. I mean, we could test that no problem. I got the you know the twenty two hundred uh, a specs that would you know handle it yeah. no problem. But but I I wonder, David, if like a, like a multi star you know a multi rotor five thousand milliamp pack you know they're uh, the C rating might be too low yeah, though, right? C rating is yeah. bad. You'd kill but, the battery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, I like. I usually like my planes lighter. Right. So yeah, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind running a. A lighter battery and then concentrate on getting the thermals and have more yeah. batteries. I don't mind landing mm-hmm. every couple of few hours and change the battery. <laughs> a few hours. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what I was thinking, Andre, because I know you've had some pretty good experience with them. Uh, Hobby King's got some 3300 Zippy compacts. I think they're 40, 40 or 50 C. Uh, and I was thinking about maybe trying some of those because they're a little bit smaller and lighter. You know, still yeah. the same. Uh, yeah, I'm million. gonna be in the battery market myself here shortly for different things. Yeah, that my mini qu- or my race quad has just killed all my batteries yeah. and pumped yeah. them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's yeah, exactly. It's if the plane is requiring the draw and everything. Yeah, you're gonna try and maximize the the power, minimize the weight, and so on. And you really um, need to minimize the weight with this plane, I would say. But on the other end. But on the other hand, it's so heavy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the battery difference might not be that much. That's what I was wondering. Well, what is I'll it, do, Chris? Yeah, go ahead. I'll bring my. I've got a couple of three S four thousands. I'll bring. A, I'll bring one or two of those with me to Flight Fest, and we can try it out on that and just see if it feels any different. They're they're 
30C batteries, so yeah. you should have enough punch. I, I just can't see, honestly, with like a four, even a 4,000, I don't know if you're going to get the CG that well. I mean, obviously, I'm sure it would fly, especially with the AS3X. It would probably, you know, try to, uh, you know, take care of the CG problem. But I don't know if you could get that 4,000 back far enough to get it to balance out on the correct CG line. Honestly, that's my opinion. I don't know. I have... What's the... Uh, was the stock CG good? Um, yeah, pretty good. I think I might have moved it back again. I, personal preference, they probably have it set just where it's pretty, pretty well mannered. I did push it back, eh, maybe two, three, you know, millimeters, not much. And okay. I was, I was really happy with it. The elevator is completely level on, you know, straight and level flight. Um, so I, I had no problems with it. <laughs> What are you laughing at? Andre's comment on Periscope. Oh, what did he say? I left a yawn out. Um, He's like, wake up, Mike. <laughs> You're killing me. I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you how, know. How thick is the air for? Oh, man. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but it's thick. Like, I, I was joking. Aren't, aren't, aren't gliders supposed to put you to sleep, by the way? No, listen. <laughs> Teasing. It's so peaceful. I'm going to say. Guessing, yeah. guessing an inch could maybe uh, even okay. a little thicker than an inch. Um, but somebody so that's uh, why it's not flying super fast, then yes, it's not, yeah, yeah, for sure. The wing, the cord on the wing's huge, like it's even way bigger than the mystique looking at it. I'm not 100%. I know it's bigger, I don't know by how much because I did, I didn't put them side by side, but it the wing is absolutely enormous, big long cord, thick wing, um, super heavy, but. Again, I, it glides good. I can't complain. Again, the penetration, eh, I'd like to see it a little bit faster and a little bit better pen, penetration, but it, it flew fine. No problem. Thermaled fantastic. Had no issues with it thermaling. I think it flies just I as good. I wish I could experience the thermaling because it was so dead calm. We had nothing. Yeah, and I, the, wanted, I really wanted to put it through that pace to yeah. see, and hear the verometer and stuff. Yeah. I really wanted to get that feeling yeah. to really judge it and flying. But we did fly the the regular radiant back-to-back that day. We had zero wind, overcast sky, and I didn't see any differences Not whatsoever really. as far as gliding. And I agree. Yeah, and actually, it was I was David, I was impressed on our – I mean – we had nothing that day. And the Verometer, I mean, it was holding its own. It had no, you know, fast sync or anything. There was nothing on the Verometer. Uh, we put it up that day, and it did as good, if not maybe even better, than the regular Radiant on a zero-degree uh, wind day. Nice. So That's I, good. Yeah, I was really happy with that. And I think it's going to do a little bit better, obviously, on a, on a windy day just because of the size of it. Should I explain my faux pas now? Uh, yeah, flying? we could talk about that a little bit because that's something you know people could learn at a little bit. We took you out. When did you get your hands on and it? And I, I did like two successful flights when we were on Periscope, yep. and, or at least one. Yep. I think I did one. Yeah, I did two landings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I took it up and on my, th- I think it was my third flight. Third flight. Obviously, and I made a pass, and I, this is just inexperience at flying, I think. I, I, I tried turning too sharp. Yep. And with that large wingspan, uh-huh. I saw that when it when it finally went from horizontal view to a more vertical view of yep. the wing, and I saw how close it got to the ground, I panicked. Yeah. So I initially, uh, I think I throttled or you something. You did. You throttled. Throttled, up. trying to pull up from the ground when mm-hmm. I did that. And then I did the porpoise. Yep. And then it stalled. 
and then I came down and I saved it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, nice, nice save or whatever. <laughs> and then, and then instead of keeping the throttle on, I killed it and completely stalled it. Yeah. And bam, down on the nose it went. And and it, unfortunately, I must have had. I don't think I had throttle, but it, the it, the it props were at least stop. spinning yeah. because then I busted the props and ended our day with it. Unfortunately, yeah, right. Um, in your defense, Mike, there's a couple things there. And I did, and the sad part is I didn't learn because I did the same thing with my radian shortly after, and yeah. I felt like crap. And I thought I busted the props on it, but it was just my canopy that fell off. Yeah. But it was like, oh my god, and I felt like mud. And I even went home and I told my wife, like, yeah, I wrecked my buddy's plane again. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, why do you fly other people's stuff? I, she's like killing me. You know, <laughs> there were there were a few factors we'll we'll get into. One. It, we had absolutely zero wind that day, and I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you the last day that we. I've even flown where there was absolutely no wind, where we were flying big, big planes. Two, you're flying a much larger airplane that takes a little bit more space, and as you you found out, it, it's not going to take a tighter turn than a regular radian. You got to kind of you, you know yeah. give it a little more space. Yes. Three, my CG is back a little, just a little bit farther probably than than stock. So I that's where I like to fly. So that was another factor. And again, really, what he did is he he came in. He was he was going to land, and I thought he was going to turn the spoilers on, and he didn't. And a plane just zoomed by us. So he's like, "Well, I'll just go around." He goes, "Do you think I got enough time to go around, uh, come pass. back around, do a downwind leg?" And I said, "Oh, absolutely, no problem." Not, yeah. Well, just instead of taking a nice, big, kind of gentle turn, you kind of hooked it in real tight. And you were probably, what, 15 feet off the ground? Yeah. And he did. Tight turn, and that thing just dipped the wing and kind of kind of dove. And I think you kind of pulled back on the elevator a little bit. It didn't completely stall out, but it was losing altitude yeah. real fast. Yeah. So Mike powered up, which he should have done. And leveled. I said, level the wings out, put some power to it, and you did, and you leveled it out. And I thought you were just going to keep the power on and kind of climb out a little bit. And I what you did is you powered it, it right up. And, David, the thing does exactly like a regular Radian, and it must be the, the incidents that they have built in. When you, when you hit the power on this thing, it just wants to go kind of vertical. So you got to hold some down pressure oh. uh, on the elevator to keep it, level. Uh, keep it level. So Mike hit the throttle. The plane went vertical, popped up. up, Instead of keeping the power on, maybe getting up 30 feet, he instantly dropped the power down, which put it into a stall, and it went nose straight down. And then at the very second, he tapped the throttle again. Thinking I could pull out. Yeah, by by then it was too late, and it just augered right straight down into the ground. Ugh. My heart broke. So, <laughs> no, it, so how how was the stall compared to the normal radian? Um, very comparable. Like it, it's a very gentle stall. The only thing I'm thinking, just because of size and weight, it doesn't recover as quick. Like the radians vary, especially you know if uh, it slows down, it stalls, it just kind of drops the nose a little bit real quick, but then recovers. Uh, the XL takes just a little bit more time. You need a little more altitude. It probably would recover in 10, 15 feet, I would say, real well. Oh, real wow, low. that's good. Yeah, but uh, it definitely needs more than the Radiant, for sure. There's no doubt about it. I even kind of noticed that, but, you know, it's a bigger airplane, so. Okay. All right, any other questions before we uh, move into the last thing here? Anybody got anything? We're all good? Um, no, we're good. I okay. was inverted. I didn't even attempt to invert that. <laughs> there was no way. Uh, I'm sure you could. I'm sure it will go inverted. I'm not doing it. I don't do it with my regular radian. I see people do it with the regular radian all the time. 
Uh, so <laughs> I've yeah. done it. Not intentionally, but I've done it. Yeah, and I seen uh, Pat do it with his new radian. He had all the controls reversed and didn't check them, and, <laughs> and an inverted radian come flying over my head at about nine hundred miles an hour. And I'm like, did I just see an inverted radian come over my head? How did that happen? Pat did. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, didn't try the inverted. Didn't try no five uh, G uh, dives or anything like that. So I, I didn't test the integrity, but I'm not going to. So. Okay, so what's the what's the next thing? Okay, is la- it worth the money? Um, definitely. Like I said, oh. it's like forty dollars more than a regular. Ra- okay, we'll kind of break it down a little bit. If you're something, someone flying in maybe a little higher wind, uh, larger area, uh, like to get up, you know, at some serious altitude. Don't mind the bigger plane. Have the space for it. For the forty extra dollars, uh, you don't mind the the the. Buying the bigger, expensive batteries, absolutely. Go for the XL. It's built like a tank, flies great. Um, definitely, I think it's worth the money. If you're in still in okay. a smaller area, uh, like the the convenience of the Radiant, it's very simple. As everybody knows, it's just one carbon fiber tube and two wings. You can have that thing in the air like so quick. It's easy to store. Uh, still flies great. Um, you know, go with the regular radium. But if, again, if you're just looking for something different and a little bit bigger, well worth the money for sure. Cool. You want to know what it costs Canadian? Uh, let's see. <laughs> What's the 220? Probably 300 bucks. 310 plus taxes. Wow. Yeah. Am I, I think the battery, the battery is like about a $50 battery. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, we're like Verizon my, batteries are expensive. My yeah. opinion is though, I have a Radian. Mm-hmm. I don't foresee me buying one mm-hmm. um, just because I have a Radian. But if I didn't have a Radian, I would probably opt for that one for the money. So, Mike, but since I you, just really, I mean, for me, it wasn't enough benefit to, to get yeah, another that's, one for me in since, my in my book. That's right. just my opinion. Yeah. Now, though. what were some of the things though that you you liked and didn't? What what would be something that put you off of not buying it? Uh, the climb, the power. Uh-huh. I mean, when I was climbing, my radian to me just it just climbed better for me for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But like you said, maybe I wasn't getting as much altitude either with that larger aspect wing. Yeah, and it looks but slower just because it's bigger. Bigger. I yeah. think that's what it is too. Yeah. In all honesty, it's like a per, or a, how you perceive it, mm-hmm. maybe. But um, I just I really like the regular radian. I don't know. I yeah. mean. And I was really hoping to do side by sides with it until yep. I broke the prop. Well, yeah. But and I, I in all Jeez. honesty, I we didn't have thermals, so I can't right. get a, a true, yeah, a true, uh, yeah, case yeah. and trying to thermal with it either. I wish so bad I would have had that experience yeah. with it because that might have sold me on it. Right. In all honesty. But is, is it a size thing though? Is it because you well, yeah, because then, then you got then you got to. I don't have any room in my basement to store. It. <laughs> I know you can break it apart and do mm-hmm. parallel with mm-hmm. it, but that thing is pretty huge, and I just don't have the space, let alone mm. trying to transport it to the field and. Too big for me, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> in a lot of to, for for those factors. Because yeah. I don't have a field right out my backyard That's where I can what discuss. She said. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so, well. I wonder how long before Wayne picks one up then. Um, I know he wanted one. I think I think really he's wants to get his hands on it and fly it first. I I just had a long yeah. chat with him yesterday. I told him all the things I did like and all the things I didn't like about it. So. You know, we'll see when we get it in his hands what what he thinks. 
I think overall Wayne would really, especially where he lives and his flying fields and opportunity there, that it's something like that, he would really benefit from it. Um, you know, good thermals out there. You can get up a high, little higher altitude if you can, you know, keep it out of the trees there by his, his house. Um, to me, it's almost an equal plane. So for me to buy it, I just can't mm-hmm. see it. I, I mean, it is. It's it, it's it's almost an equal yeah. as far as enjoyment and what you're doing flying it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It didn't have enough extra features for me to go out and buy it mm-hmm. as, from the Radiant. Yeah. So. Oh, well, how about you, Dave? If, someone, if I handed you $200 cash, so here you go. You can either get a regular Radiant or an XL. What would you get? I would probably get the new one. Yeah. And, and why? It sounds, be agreement it sounds exactly like they did what they should have mm-hmm. and just made a bigger Radiant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. It's just, um, it looks good. Uh, sounds like it flies good mm-hmm. and yeah i just bigger glider simpler to find large thermals stay up longer see it further i mean yeah i, yeah. I would get it i don't have any uh, any size constraints uh out here in the country yeah. and like the house is big and it, really it is nice to see it up there high out or higher altitude there's no doubt about that Especially if you start really climbing, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be awesome. I really love the look of the the new normal Radiant, though. Yes. Like that is absolutely that gorgeous to me. I, I yeah. agree. That color scheme and everything, that. and it is, yeah. What's it, the color scheme it's on It's got that? orange it's, in it now. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I would orange, love I to see them put that orange on this glider here. Oh, it would look really good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I'm just glad to but be yeah. here. Yeah, after I would the get it. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Was uh, it, I might sell some planes and get that. Yeah, there you go. Now, <laughs> there you go. There you just go, yeah. listening to us talk about and describe it, though, was there was there certain things that uh, you didn't like or were like kind of like I don't know why they did that or anything like that. Um, screws mm-hmm. absolutely detest the screws. Me but too. on the other hand, I wouldn't take it apart that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, you just need to uh, for transport. You sorry, David. Uh, for transport, you probably just take the 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 end wing plates off, and that's about it, right? Mm, I don't know, man. It's awful big, even with just the end plates off. It's still larger, I think. Well, the radian. I put my radian on top of it, and I know it curled up right about where it broke. So yeah. it's about the same width as the regular radian without the oh, winglets. Really? Yeah, it's wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so you're huge. definitely going to take the wing off oh. for transporting. I would, I would think say. so. I can't imagine oh, wow. getting any. Yeah. But I mean, then again, you know, you go to the field. Uh, these are one of these, and this is probably why we love the radiance because you know you can go to the field, mm-hmm. and if you had that, and you guys have asked that question before, you know, if you needed that one plane, mm-hmm. and we know the radiant has always come up as the answer. It's like the Miata of, of RC planes for us, right? right. You know, the answer is always the radiant. <laughs> yes. You want to go to the field, <laughs> right. and you know you're going to be there, and you want you can only bring one plane with you. There you go. And and that is true. That radiant, no matter what we're doing, where we go, that radiant always goes in the trunk of my That's truck. That's how mine's been lately. Always too. goes with yeah. me. No matter. And I even if, keep mine in the box I still, know. so I'm still taking the box with the wing to protect the wings. Right. With all that extra space. So. All right, now we're going to talk about the last thing, uh, something that's going on with it. Maybe some people that bought it don't even know about. I'm not 100% sure. Um, 
actually, Andre's the one that turned me on to it first. I heard about it, but didn't read anything, and he sent me some links. Now, a few people were first getting them in the box with the uh, tails twisted up on them. And, you know, with uh-huh. it, with everything else, there's always some little quirks or whatever problems you have. And you never usually hear all the good things, but if you got one person that has a problem, that kind of spreads. So I kind of just took it with a grain of salt. But there actually was getting quite a few reports of the t- the tails uh, coming in shipping. And the way they had it boxed up, I could kind of see maybe if it got heat to it or something, how it got a little twist to it. But again, it's foam. It's usually very easy to, to, to fix that. Um, so they do have a couple bulletins that, uh, that are out uh, for the XL, and I just wanted to cover them and let everybody know. Um, Interesting fact, David, and I was hoping to get Matt on. Uh, we were supposed to have him on this week. I don't know if something come up. He didn't get back to me. We were planning it, so hopefully next week. But I have noticed they took the Radiant XL off. Uh, it's on the website, but it is now showing out of stock. So I don't know yep. if it actually is out of stock or maybe they have pulled it because of these couple problems here. Mm. Um, so... One of them is a fuselage vertical tail bulletin. And what was happening is, and I checked mine out of the box, and it was pretty good, even though I went through and did what they wanted to do. Um, on the back towards the tail, uh, where the, the large carbon boom goes all the way back um, and meets the vertical fin there, it seemed to be they weren't getting a lot of glue from the factory in there, and it wasn't mm-hmm. attached very well. So some people, you know, when they put their, their stabilizer on there, like the whole tail would just kind of wiggle and flop around through the foam because there was the glue was not attached to the carbon fiber boom. So what they want you to do is um, just make a little slice in the bottom, uh, open it up, the carbon tube's right there, throw a little CA, and then you can pull the cover off of the vertical fin there and see the actual end of the carbon fiber tube. And we got it pulled up here on the screen. Throw a little CA in there, and you're you're good to go with that. And mine was a little loose at the very end, and I put some CA all through it and, and on the bottom where the little G10 um, uh, piece is. And it did stiffen up a little bit, uh, but... Mine wasn't too bad. So that is one bulletin they have. And there was another one. I don't see it here. But the other one was, I've only heard one report of somebody folding up the wings. And again, I don't know how you would fold up the wings doing that. Um, But what you do is you take the main wing section uh, at the very center by the servo. You cut the tape, peel it back. There's two carbon fiber rods that kind of come together. And they're supposed to be glued together in there. And again, mine seemed real good. Uh, I didn't have any problems, but I did put a little bit more CA in there and put the tape back, and I shouldn't have any problems. So there are two bulletins out for the Radiant XL that uh, they want you to check. And again, uh, they're telling you if there is no colored sticker located either on the outside of the box near the UPC barcode or on the bottom of the center wing panel, then you probably... Yours hasn't been checked for this this problem. And again, they don't all have them. They're just letting you know if you don't have that sticker and it hasn't been checked, make sure that you you know uh, you go through and do this process and make sure you got enough glue on there. And I had seen some on RC groups that were really really bad. Like you really could, twisted, yeah, yeah, just really twisted. And you literally could just you know they weren't attached at all. And again, mine was good. I don't think I would have had any problems with it. So those are the two bulletins that are out on it. 
So make sure if you do have one, you don't have those stickers, you go check it out, fix a problem. It was very simple to do. Uh, I kind of agree with some people. You're, you're buying a product, you know, you're spending the money. You really shouldn't have to do that. You know what I mean? So I don't know kinda if... like an explorer, huh? Yeah, like you're an explorer. <laughs> so I don't, again, I don't know if they pulled it because they're having an issue and they really need to check them all out or if if uh, actually, you know, they, they, they sold out. I'm not 100% sure, so... But that's Looking it. Looking forward for the, to testing it. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's coming to Flight Fest for sure. I uh, actually I know of a few more that are coming. People have. Matter of fact, I got to give a Hopefully little. Hopefully, sh- your prop comes in soon. Oh, uh, I should have my. I ordered. That's the first thing I did. Mike went <laughs> right God. home, ordered two <laughs> two props. I feel like mud. I definitely going to reimburse you one way or another. Buy a nah, beer or something. Okay, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, we'll get yeah. you covered. <laughs> um, so yeah, props are coming. Uh, definitely coming to Flight Fest with me. The other thing, David, I just wanted to uh, say real quick is. I'm excited. I think I'm like you. I might sell a couple other planes, buy a second Radiant XL, and make that my FPV thermal ship. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of room in it. It, it obviously can handle wow. the little extra weight. I, if, if you know, we talked about it. That's I have a true it. testament yeah. to this product. I, you're I have it. That. My awesome. setup on a Rock Hobby <clears throat> glider right now, and it's you know the four channel with the ailerons and the, all the bells and whistles and. It's okay to fly FPV, but with this thing, man, you get it up to altitude. You just set your radio down, enjoy yourself, and let the Vario hunt for the hunt for the thermals. You know, I, I, I'm excited for that. So I want to get another one and make it the FPV thermal ship. Cool. So, and before we uh, go, real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to Kevin Harris. Uh, we we met him at the very first flight fest. I think he's from Utah. Great guy. Always comes and hangs out. Crashes a lot of stuff, but he's a big Radian fan. He's the one that actually, you know, originally this Radian was not supposed to come out till sometime in July or after. And I got a uh, text or an email from him. I uh, maybe an email. He goes, "Hey man, I pre-ordered the XL and I just got a shipping notice." And this was towards the end of June. I was like, "Ah, there's no way. Something screwed up." So that evening, I went right on Horizon's website and showed, and it said available available so i ordered it right away i got to give a shout out to him now the funny thing with kevin was i think he was going to fly here and now his big dilemma was now he wanted to bring the xl with him he's like maybe i have to drive now if i bring the xl i might have to drive so i don't know 100 percent if he's actually bringing it and driving it or if he's uh leaving it and uh flying in so it'd be interesting to see so kevin let me know what's going on i hope you're bringing the xl so we can get him up in the air so did you want to talk the mini try it a little bit Cause I had tons of fun flying that. Well, as far as just yesterday, the, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't do a whole lot of flying. I had I issues. Know, so, I know. but, but Mike, mine's so dialed I in. Know, I Mike. really enjoyed I, flying my mini try again. So, but, yeah, that's uh, good. But yeah, you. I saw you and you. Man, it just rolled. Uh, I know. <laughs> From my perspective, I was like, "Wow, that was a." But it was not. You just lost. Yeah, I just transmission. Yeah, so it wasn't it's not anything you did. No, but the crash looked pretty impressive from my FPV site. I know that. Yeah, and it could be just to the point, David. I've I've had so many gnarly crashes with that. Who knows? Yes. what there could be something else. You going put it on. through its paces. Yeah. I <laughs> definitely enjoyed it. Right, <laughs> there's no doubt about it. But I had a blast the, with that. So did did the. Uh uh, what do you call that? The uh, the receiver. Did you get the brownout notice? I, I don't know because um, we fixed everything all up, fired it up. I did a little hovering and stuff right around there. Everything seemed good, and then as soon as I put the goggles on, and then I went back out. 
uh, it kind of did the same thing, but I don't know if it was really a brown. I don't think it was a brown out the second time because it actually did, you know, shut down when I hit the throttle cut off, it shut out. Um, Uh so, and like Mike said too, the first time could have been the same, same issue, but I was way out back by the woods kind of over. It may have, once it hit the ground, didn't have the direct, you know, path to the signal. So it might. That's what happened with me with Chad is when I dipped mine into that racetrack, I lost obviously the my transmitter wasn't transmit. I I couldn't kill it. I hit the throttle or arm, Uh and it would not kill the props because Chad kept looking. He's like, "Why is he not shutting off the props?" As soon as I crested that hill, it triggered and shut off the the arm. So if you would have took your transmitter there, I guarantee it would have disarmed. Yeah, so that that could have been the problem, David, and it might have been just uh, um. I was having a motor issue and it shut down, then it cooled down, fired back up, and then when it added the power to it, it shut back down. That's what I'm guessing because uh-huh. uh, the windings look pretty smoked. But the funny thing is, they feel good. They, I hovered it, it flew. Yeah, you know, like when you, even after the second one, it was very stable. Yeah, everything looked everything good. looked really but there good. There could have been a lot of overheating we didn't yeah. notice of the motors or something right. going on. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll get her tuned up. But I absolutely enjoyed flying it. I was zipping around, and man, the power of that thing. I I throttled up real fast. It almost, it scares me because it just just darted to the sky. So I I love that thing. I'm having a blast with it. I got my props coming in from Sweden. All right. Um, oh. I, I know. I, I was. What did I do? I bought like five sets. I'm like, enough of that. The poor, poor tricopter sitting on my bench waiting. <laughs> I'm like, Come on. And, and my buddy Martin, my buddy Martin put in an order and forgot the servo. So I'm like, well, I guess we're combining on an order, but we're dealing. We're, we're very anxiously waiting because Canada Post is in a in a strike position. We're like, come on. I've got like four oh. or five orders. So I'm like, come on, come on, come on. So are your buddies uh, doing then, a convoy to the flight fest? Is Martin going to be there? Yeah, Martin's going to be there. I think David's going to be there. Um, there's a, there's a there's a pretty healthy Canadian contingent this year, so we'll, uh, I think most of us will come down. And then uh, what else have been? So I took my little. I've I've been flying with my little small quads and even the uh, the flight test versacopter, and I flashed them over, and I'm running in air mode, and I'm having a riot in the backyard. Uh, you know, like just just. It's something else to do with them, and I'm getting better with doing my flips and my rolls and recovering. So mm-hmm. I'm getting used to the stick commands. But you got to be you got to be light with the stick commands, where you can be real. You can get in trouble real quick mm-hmm. in a small space. But I I was watching David's video and he updated on the uh, version four frame, and I'm like you. I'm like I'm so going to get out to the field and try new rolls and flips with the big tricopter next. Oh yeah, it's so easy because it's slow. Like it's. Or like it, you see what's going on much more yeah. than uh, a small thing. Yeah, it's just yeah. a ball. Chris wanted me to do it with mine yesterday. Do flips? I tried to get Mike to do some do. flips and rolls yesterday. He still won't. And won't I still do apologize, it. Dave. I just, you know what? I don't think we're gonna get the picture with the three unless it's at Flight Fest when we're all going again. <laughs> at this point, I wanted to get it out there, but we, despite our efforts, we just couldn't get scheduled all three of yeah. us to get a nice picture. We may have did it yesterday. At least yeah, the we two were, of them, but the sun wasn't right. Out. We, we tried yesterday. We were going to go out i got brought the phantom and everything and it was just andre it was just like when we went to fury field that day that yes, real that overcast. dark overcast nasty mm-hmm. like the radians yeah. got up to like 300 feet and they basically you Black. couldn't even see yeah. them it was so i told mike i said ah we're gonna have to wait till you get a little bit of sun because they're gonna look I terrible agree. it would have been bad yeah 
So yeah, well, yeah, it's just a little bit more than a week away. Yeah, yeah, a little, yep, yep, week and a half. Hopefully, I don't get kidney stones again. Because let me tell you, I would not wish that on my worst enemy. (laughs) I went through a battle this past couple weeks. You wouldn't even imagine. (laughs) I won't even. I'll I'll spare you the details, but it was not pretty. Oh, wow. <laughs> they went up with a little basket catcher and got a five millimeter stone out of my Ooh, uh, kidney to my bladder tube. And there was three on my left side and two on the right. And there's, ah, a, and there's a lot la, of la, other. La, 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 yeah, no doubt. There's ah, a lot yeah. of lot of details I won't get into because you'll probably be squinging and everything else. Well, you know what, Mike? We're, <laughs> I'm just so thankful yeah, to be here. We're glad you're good here. Because got, glad you got out oh, yesterday. I was on all kinds of pain meds, Dilata, morphine. Uh, all, I mean, things I never even heard of pain-wise. <laughs> So I'll give you more details when you're at Flight Fest. I don't know if I want to share it with the community necessarily, but it'll make for good laughs. Really look forward to that, Mike. <laughs> all right, so, on that yeah. note, I think we're going to get out of here. Um, all right, guys, thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the Radiant XL review. If you had any other questions or problems or concerns or something, hit me up on uh, some email at chris at flighttest.com. I can kind of answer some questions maybe we didn't cover. It. I think we covered everything, but uh, if not, so. yeah, let me know. Uh, and hopefully we'll see everyone here soon, uh, in about a week and a half here at uh, Flight Fest coming I'm up so around the corner. And I got vacation lined up after Good. Flight Fest. Oh, I'm going dog. to Cedar Point, oh, Kalahari, geez. and then I'm going to Siesta Keys in Florida. The next, so I'm off two weeks Jeez. and two or I'm, I got all my time off in July. It seems like so I can't nice. wait. So as long as kidney stones stay out yep. of my, <laughs> I'm going to have a great July. Good. Get that June out of the way. I'm, Thank you, David, for joining us, coming on. I hope uh, we gave you a little perspective on the XL, and I can't wait to get that in your hands when you get over here. Yeah, I can't. So, and uh, Andre, thanks. I know you're not even home. You're <laughs> you're kind of out remotely uh, hanging out with, with us, so I appreciate you coming on. It was kind of a last-minute deal that Mike and I decided to do yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, hope you're enjoying uh, everything and it is the 4th of July weekend actually the 4th of July today it is a holiday here in the states Uh, so we're going to go cook out and maybe get a little flying in if it's not pouring down rain enjoy ourselves a little bit and uh, we're going to get out of here so thanks everybody on Periscope for hanging out hope you enjoyed it we will talk to you very soon we're hoping to get Matt Andron in here very soon and uh, talk to him Uh, we're working on it I thought we were going to have him in but it's coming down the pike so we'll talk to him soon so uh, let's get out of here, Mike. All right, we'll sounds talk good. to you later. See you guys. See ya. See you, everybody. See you guys. Wait, guys.